Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com And welcome to Radio 5G. This will be, it's a, it's a pre-recorded, and it will be uh, first put out on the internet on March 8th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins, and Mark Joseph will join me in the second hour to discuss an interview of Aman Javi by Buck Johnson on the Rumble Station Counterflow. It's titled, Our Coming Digital Prison. Uh, not much more to say, but to let you look at it, and we'll see you in an hour. Thank you for being here. You are now listening to the Counterflow Podcast, a place for dissonant voices and unapproved opinions. Here is your host and humble narrator, Buck Johnson. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Counterflow Podcast. I got to admit, this topic is slightly frightening to me. And it's maybe not the topic per se, but the information that my guest, Aman Jabi, is going to provide you, the glimpse into this digital existence that he does indeed believe we have coming our way very quickly. As you're about to find out, he knows a lot about it. And so that's why I had him on. My friend Alex, who's been on the show before, said to me, you need to get Aman on and then kept telling Aman, you need to go on Counterflow. We've been able to merge our worlds now, and I've got him here today. He's a native of India and an engineer who worked in Silicon Valley for 25 years, a co-inventor of two cell phone camera apps. And we get into the cameras, the tracking, the tracing, the geofence. Do you guys know what that is? Well, it can be imposed upon a certain area, and then you will be disallowed to exit the geofence, so to speak. So we get into all of that. Does that not sound cheerful? Let's get him on right now. Aman, Jabi, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Thank you, Buck, for having me. I appreciate it. I'm doing well. I'm glad to have you, but I, I have to admit the topic that we're getting into here and and the extent uh of of how much you know about this stuff and what my audience is about to hear is kind of frightening. So, uh, well, you know, we just got to tell it like it is. Since you've not been on before, I'll let you give an intro, anything you find pertinent for my audience to know about uh, who you are and what you do, and then we'll jump into this. Yo, uh, I originally came from India. I grew up in India. I came here in my early 20s. When I was 22 years old, I've been here a little over 34 years in the United States. Um, I'm a lover of liberty and freedom and have been since I was a child. Uh, I used to read a lot and I recognized uh, things that most other kids would not about freedom and liberty. Uh, and I came to the U.S. seeking that. And when I came in 1988, I realized really quickly that there is no freedom or liberty in this country, and it's all propaganda. Uh. Uh, but I plowed on 
uh, I got into the, the technology sector. I have uh, degrees, graduate degrees in chemistry, electrical engineering, and I also did grad school at, in computer science. I studied at Penn State and at Stanford. Uh, my professional background is pertinent to the topics that I generally speak on. So uh, I spent over 25 years in Silicon Valley. I've had a career of almost 30 years in tech. My focus has been on video and imaging technologies. And in the last uh, 18 years, I was specifically into mobile imaging and, uh, you know, built image sensors and cameras for the mobile um, mobile imaging market for cell phones. So I have deep expertise in cameras. And, why, and I also co-founded two camera startup companies. And so what I noticed over the years was while Many of us were working on consumer electronics for, you know, entertainment and other aspects of, you know, like video games or animation computers and stuff. The tech was taken by Big Brother and Big Brother can be interpreted in many ways. Uh, and it's now being used for nefarious purposes, including surveillance and data collection. And when COVID hit, I saw how the LED lights and cameras were going up in San Francisco, where I was, you know, till mid 2020. And I quickly connected all the dots, what the plans were with Agenda 2030, the fourth industrial revolution and smart cities and the entire lockdown agenda, which is connected to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And that's when I knew that if I continue to work in big tech, I'm just building my own digital prison. And so I quit working two and a half years ago and I fled San Francisco in California. They were destroying the beautiful city of San Francisco and I found Montana. So I've yeah. been here for two and a half years and I've been trying to raise awareness here and beyond. And so I got connected to you recently by a common friend. Mm-hmm. So that's my kind of story in a nutshell. I mean, there's a lot more stuff I can talk about, but uh, I think pertinent to this particular discussion uh, that's my background i guess there's a few there's a few things you said there that i think kind of tie in together smart cities and then this digital uh, it's basically a digital existence that many of us or you think most of us are going to be forced into in some in some manner is that correct that's right so i think uh, i can try and connect the, it's the digital existence. Let me explain to you what the agendas are at a high level, uh-huh. where they are coming from, and how they are going to be implemented so that people can then understand and connect the dots for themselves. Got it. It's a fairly complex issue, but I'll try and break it down. And if you think uh, you need more explanation, I'll be happy to go, go into a deep dive. Okay. So, people are aware of the United Nations. Some people may be aware of a World Economic Forum or WEF. I think most people are aware of the WHO, which is the World Health Organization, the IMF, the World Bank, UNESCO, UNICEF. Most people in the world think that these are, you know, cute organizations that have been voluntarily uh, built up for world peace and the betterment of the world. And that's how they sell themselves. Mm-hmm. However, they are all private corporations. And they behind them are the most powerful international bankers in the world. 
So they control the narrative that comes from these organizations. And at the heart of this, some people might have heard the word, the new world order, the fourth industrial revolution, the great reset, agenda 2030, agenda 21. They're all kind of one and the same in one version or another. This just, it's been getting more and more refined. So the United Nations is running, they have a charter called the Sustainable Development Goals or SDG. There are 17 sustainable development goals for climate action and for a green earth. In 1992, there was an earth summit in Rio de Janeiro where over 170 countries signed a pact for climate action. And that was called Agenda 21 or Agenda for the 21st Century. That became Agenda 2030, where they said, by 2030, we're going to put all the pieces in place. And their goal is by 2050 to have a net zero carbon. So I'm just giving you the macros and behind the scenes, what they are using to push this agenda. And then I'll show you how it's actually being implemented through smart cities and a digital ID. Got it. So I'm not going to go through all the sustainable development goals, but it's, it's, it's about, you know, trying to make like zero hunger, no poverty. You know, it's all about cute phrases like that, but it's all inversion in language. And if people are not aware, please go to the United Nations website, read for yourself what this is all about. And the language is all inverted. Yes. So when they say no poverty, they want to make everyone poor. Uh When they say zero hunger, they want to remove natural food and natural agriculture from the earth and feed us with synthetic foods and with vertical farming and so on and so forth. Their goal is by 2030 or 35, there will be no beef consumption in the world, you know, things like that. So I would recommend people study up. Okay. Now, with the sustainable development goals, uh, I'm going to go into a little bit of a historical context so that people understand how these things are implemented. So the United States Constitution and most likely all of the constitutions in every country in the world, they have, the United States Constitution has a supremacy clause. And that's Article 6, Section 2 of the Constitution. And the supremacy clause basically says that whenever a treaty is signed, this was back in 1787 Philadelphia Convention, then or any time in the future, treaties become the supreme law of the land. Mm -hmm. So that means if a treaty is signed with a private corporation like the United Nations or the WHO, that trumps everything else in the Constitution. And so... People should be aware that currently the WHO is working on a global pandemic treaty with the United States. Mm. If that goes through, the WHO will override all sovereignty of the United States of America by virtue of the Constitution itself. So with the Sustainable Development Goals, since the treaty has been signed, the federal government is now implementing through the states and through private corporations this sustainable development goals. They want to implement smart cities, which is another term for open-air concentration camps or human containment zones, where they are implementing LED lights, 5G microwave towers, cameras, radars, and all sorts of sensors that are being put up in the name of sustainability, energy efficiencies, and to make the cities efficient in every which way. So it's good for climate change and climate action. 
But really what they're building is a concentration camp where data is being collected on every human being, on every object, on every car, on every tree, on everything all the time. So it's like an all-seeing eye mm-hmm. looking at all activity on Earth. Now, how do they collect data on you? Through your face. Because your face is unique and your face through facial recognition technologies is going to be mapped on something called the digital identity or the digital ID. And that digital ID is also coming from the World Economic Forum, where everybody in the world is going to have a digital ID. Everybody is going to be monitored. They're going to be measured. They're going to be analyzed. They're going to be managed and controlled. And they're going to be monetized. And this digital ID on the other side is going to be connected to a new type of digital currency, Uh which is known as the central banking digital currency or the CBDC. And your CBDC is going to be linked to your carbon credits, your social credits like they already have in China, and your vaccination and booster status, so your medical status. So this new digital currency is going to be a currency of control or a currency of compliance. The currency we currently have, which is the US dollar, is a fiat currency. It's a debt slavery-based system, which is being crashed right now. It's in the progress of being completely crashed. And over the coming quarters, the US dollar is likely to go to a zero value. And as it keeps going down to zero value asymptotically, they're going to keep introducing the CBDC in one form or another. So your carbon credits are already being tracked and scored. Your social credits are already being tracked and scored. They just haven't told you. They haven't given you an app yet. So that's how the whole smart cities needs data. Your data is connected to your digital ID and your face to a digital currency, which is a currency of control. And so... As you give up more and more data to artificial intelligence, there's going to be more and more control through your central banking, digital currency, and your digital learning. So that's it in a nutshell. Well, then obviously there's, there's, and this is something that a lot of us in my circles have feared, is that we can essentially be shut down by, I mean, in a digital existence, they can shut you down as far as where you go, I mean, if they don't like your social credit score, and a lot of people are using the term ESG in, in that manner, if they don't like it, they can shut you down and you can't bank anywhere, you can't buy anything. They can track how much, let's say, if they're trying to uh, only allow a certain amount of food for each person. Well, once you go over that, then they can shut you off from buying. Is it, Am I getting, is this all correct? Absolutely. It's a concept called geofencing. So think yes. about it as an in- invisible fence beyond which you cannot travel or beyond which you cannot go. So the concept of digitalization and the digital transformation is really about conditional access. So everything is about conditions. They have a term called zero trust. So once you get into this digital currency world, right, the CBDC, there's a concept called zero trust where Every citizen of the United States by default is a criminal and you're an enemy of the state. And we don't trust you. So for everything you need to do, whether you want to buy beef, you want to buy orange juice, you want to switch on your car and travel somewhere, you want to access your internet, you want to access your bank account, whatever. 
your benefits. We don't trust you and you have to keep proving to us that you are you and you've behaved yourself through your central banking digital currency, which has all your social credits and your carbon credits and your boosters. So your currency of compliance will be implemented through this cybersecurity protocol called Zero Trust. Well, this so is people right. should be aware yeah, this, about right. this digital transformation. It sounds really cute, but it's all about implementing a zero trust world where they can think of it as an inverted prison, like an inverted prison. In a regular prison, you are inside a cage. Yeah. And to get out, somebody has to unlock that cage. Over here, you're in an open air prison where everything is in a cage. All your access is in a cage and mm. you have to keep unlocking Unlocking each cage to access something, including meeting another human being eventually or talking to another human being to buy something, to, you know, walk to a park. You'll need permission. It, it does so, seem to me, I, I can see, unfortunately, the last few years have opened my eyes to some of this. I can see a lot of people just kind of wanting some of this almost in kind of a perverse way. The, the, the simplicity of, oh, I, I can just go to the store in my electric car and swipe my little card and I don't need that much meat. And there's, I, I, it almost feels like they could play on our lust for comfort and ease. So in other words, some of this can be done through seduction rather than strictly coercion, like it would have been in the Soviet Union or something like that. Do you see that? That's very well said. And I, I do see that. I have observed it when I was in San Francisco. And in fact, if you see one of my presentations, I think one of my first slides, I talk about the carrots and the sticks, right? So they've given us all this very convenient and cool technology over the last three decades. Uh, you know, subsidized computers and cell phones, the ability to not own a car in San Francisco and New York, where you just take an app and you order an Uber and conveniently within two minutes, you can basically get a cab at the, you know, Press of a couple of uh, things on your phone. You don't have to even book hotels now. You can go to Airbnb. So they've all these cool technologies have come and it's seduced us, as you say, and made it really easy through this digital world with apps and phones and uh, you know the internet. And there is some thing to be said about the convenience of using these kinds of technologies. There's something to be said about not having the burden to open a car and pay expensive parking in big cities and insurance. However, it takes away the choice eventually. You know, when automobile right. ownership has is eradicated and the only choice you have is an Uber or an autonomous driving Uber, you'll be geofed because if you haven't behaved yourself or are speaking against Big Brother, that automobile won't come. Mm. You see? Right. Or if you own, if you're rich enough to own an ele electric car, that car won't start. Right. Or it'll say, I'm not going to, for the next 72 hours, there is no green energy available in your area, so we are not going to even charge your car. So you're going to be geofenced in so many different ways. You can be geofenced through your digital currency, because if they announce right. a new pandemic, if they announce a new pandemic and say, everybody has to stay within one mile of your house, your currency won't work beyond one mile, uh -huh. your digital currency. Uh -huh. So you're very right. Uh, especially the younger generation in their 20s and 30s, they don't have the concept of freedom 
where my generation or older generations have seen. Mm-hmm. And they are perfectly fine being within the confines of a technocratic system. Yeah, They just don't realize that the technocratic system is going to result in techno-fascism. Right, right. Yeah, they're, they're being, it's just a little piece here and there at a time. And But I still, you know, over the last few years, I saw people kind of wanting to be locked down and wanting to not have to go to work and things like that. It was disturbing. And speaking of the certain distance from your house, uh, some friends of mine in outside of London, they said that that was actually the rule at some point during 2020 for them that they could only leave and go within five miles of, of their home or something like that. And of course, I thought, how on earth would anyone uh, enforce that? And they said, well, it's just that if you get pulled over by a cop or something and you're too far, then you get some kind of citation. But with with the technology you're talking about, there's no need for the cop. You, you just won't be able to go There is absolutely anywhere. no need for the cops, yeah. And that yeah. is what the smart cities are going to be. And people are talking about 15-minute cities and 20-minute neighborhoods. There's talk about that going up everywhere in the world. And it's just a red herring because they don't need policy from go- local governments or, you know, city governments to enforce that. They just have drones as the aerial police. Yeah. The LED lights and cameras uh, and uh, your CBDC can be turned off. So mm-hmm. the smart cities are essentially weaponized. Mm-hmm. While they are being sold to us as data collection devices for climate action and sustainability, they're really, you know, weaponized systems. The push for smart cities, is this basically in every state now? It's in every state, every country in the world. And uh, if you're in the country, you might not see it. But in all the cities, they're coming up in one way or another. So people need to be observant. Start seeing as the cameras are going up. Mm-hmm. Start seeing the LED lights going up uh, and the radars and all sorts of microwave towers. Because it's one big system tied together. Okay. And the smart city infrastructure is the only place we can have resistance at a local level. Ah, okay. And that's where the resistance needs to be, is to undo the smart cities. Because that's what is going to be building your concentration camp. Mm-hmm. And so my recommendation is educate yourself. And if people haven't seen my presentation or videos, I have a YouTube channel. They can go and see my live presentation with slides. I have one of the videos there. And educate yourselves on what's happening. And then, you know, raise awareness locally and get hundreds and thousands of people together and start a movement to undo all the smart city infrastructure. Because I I have to say one thing. I have to say Mm -hmm. one thing. The entire smart city infrastructure of cameras, radars, sensors, microwave towers, and LED lights and smart poles, they are weapons of foreign invaders. They are being installed by the international bankers through the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. The public has not asked for these. We Mm. were never consulted and they are being put up on our land without our permission. So, if people saw a thousand Chinese soldiers standing on in their city every day with weapons, would you do something about it? Right, right. But now you have a thousand smart lights and smart poles and infrastructure from the United Nations, which have a hundred times the potency of any Chinese soldier. Mm-hmm. And they are on your land. What are you going to do about it? I Maybe 
I need to open my eyes more and look around more. I do live in a small town, but I don't, I'm trying to think, I don't know that I've seen these LED lights and, and things of that nature. Are these going up in big cities? What, what would I look for to even see this? They are, they are tall lights uh, and then they kind of come over and they're extremely bright. If you look at them, you cannot uh, keep your eyes looking at them for more than a second or even half a second. Hmm. Okay. So they are very bright. They're usually 20 to 30 yards apart and they are basically forming. Uh, it's basically the thing. It's the all seeing eye. Essentially, they are, they're providing all the light at night for cameras to see. Oh, okay. You see, so basically, uh, AI or the beast system is being designed so that we can watch you all the time and we can watch you everywhere you are. And okay. if you remember, I'll be watching you. The police song is really yeah. about, yeah. it's about this beast system. It's the all seeing eye. Okay. Did, you're referring to it as a beast system? I call it the beast system because, uh, um, I feel that artificial intelligence is the beast and the beast needs food mm -hmm. and the food is data and the Oof. smart city infrastructure is what is collecting the data. And I have friends who are Christians here in Montana and they said, dude, it's all written in the revelation, what you're talking about. And <laughs> so I kind of connected, you know, it was a battle. I came to these conclusions just through intellectually and through my work in Silicon Valley. Do you see at all a spiritual or demonic quality to some of this? Completely. Okay. Uh, because I, I say at the highest sense, you know, there are many wars being fought, right? There, it's, there's a, there's a, a war on our planet. They're destroying the planet. They're going to be destroying agriculture and food as we know it. It's a war on the financial system. Uh, they're going to crash the last 1%. Of the U.S. dollar, ninety-nine percent of it has already been crashed since the formation of the Federal Reserve Bank. Uh, they're going for the last one percent, but at the highest level, it is a war on the human spirit. Mm -hmm. Right? They 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 are basically making the human being into a slave if this system is successfully enacted, and it's going to be. The question is, how many of us are going to resist it and stay out of it? Uh -huh. The majority of the people are going into the system. So it's a war on the human spirit, which is, makes it a spiritual war, uh -huh. right? And the darkness and the evil behind it, it is so humongous. Like, why would you want to enslave humanity and take away their soul? This is a data harvesting really becomes your soul harvesting. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. if you're harvesting human souls. Uh -huh. And if people want to go into further levels of the dark agenda, this is a bio-digital convergence where through various uh -huh. injections and all, they may be putting nanotech. There's a transhumanism agenda. And uh, so people can do their research. I don't want to go too deep into it. And okay. Since we have limited time. Yeah. What, what component, let's see, where, where does AI come into this now? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So remember I talked to you about the digital transformation? Mm -hmm. So the digital transformation basically has five pillars. There are five pillars to the digital transformation. The first is the Internet of Things, which is the IoT. Okay. That's the cameras and all the nodes at the end of a network, right? So everything that has a digital ID, 
data is being collected through sensors. That's the first pillar which is required. The second is the data goes through the network and goes into the cloud. So the cloud is basically servers that collects the data. That's the second pillar of the digital transformation. Then artificial intelligence is basically software that is designed intelligently to scan that data and scan that data and find interesting things inside that data and make connections okay. and understand the everything about everybody and the world and about all the data in there. That's where so AI is the third pillar of the digital transformation. And that's it's the most important pillar in a sense because it's what will then make sense of the data and then it writes all the key important pieces of the data onto something called a blockchain, which is a digital ledger. Mm -hmm. So blockchain is the fourth pillar of the transformation. And then finally, cybersecurity, which is basically implements the zero trust. They are the prison guards of the inverted prison. So cybersecurity is the fifth pillar. And that's where AI comes in. AI is the central and most important piece. And what is important to understand is out of the five pillars, we as human beings, we have no control over the second, third, fourth, and fifth pillar. Because the cloud is controlled by Amazon and Google, right? Mm. AI is controlled by artificial intelligence algorithms run by private companies. Blockchain is also in the cloud, owned mm -hmm. by private companies. And cybersecurity uh, protocols and software is also owned by private companies. Where can we fight this resistance of the digital transformation which is being used to enslave us is the IoT and the sensors and the smart city infrastructure okay. hardware that can be undone. It's the only thing we can see, touch. It has been installed through lies and deceit. It can be uninstalled by the people. Do, and do it you must be. Do you think some of the people at a local level, let's say just in Austin, Texas, they're helping install some of these smart uh, city devices and throughout the city, do they understand the extent of, of the damage that can be done with this or are they just workers? Most of them don't understand it. I think almost nobody does. I have been chasing down, you know, local politicians, city council, county commissioners, mm -hmm. uh, mayors, sheriffs. I've spoken to pretty much the whole gamut of politicians in Montana and locally in Flathead and Lake County. Most of them don't understand it. Some of them who understand it a little bit, they don't address it. Mm. Uh, either they are scared or they've been given gag orders mm -hmm. because they won't accept money, right? At right. a county level and a state level, they've accepted federal money. And when you take federal money or federal grants, they're effectively bribes because you sign paperwork and documentation and that chance... The, those will have gag orders or non-disclosure agreements. Yes. Yeah. So people need to first get educated and then call, call out everybody, you know, locally and put pressure on them. One of the things people always ask people like yourself that know a lot of, of, of the ins and outs of the technology, you said you worked on cameras and things like that. I guess we kind of know this by now, but is my phone recording me? Is the voice uh, function, is my voice being recorded throughout the day? Are my movements being tracked? Is my computer, this little camera that's looking at me right now, obviously it's recording this, but is it recording us 
throughout the day? How does explain that type of thing? So it's probably not recording as in a traditional recording, but your data is being collected. So your microphone is on, you know, some of your apps are listening in and they are analyzing what you're saying and picking out the right words and then sending it to the cloud. So your entire stream of audio and video is not being recorded, but it is being analyzed and monitored. And then the relevant pieces are being recorded. So for instance, right now, AI could be getting that you're talking to me and we talked for one hour and uh, you blinked 88 times within one hour, things like that. Mm -hmm. You looked sad 20% of the time, you smiled 18 times. So all the relevant data is going up to understand Buck and Buck's behavior during that one hour call, making associations with the words I spoke, which made you stressed and what words I spoke, which made you smile. So all that is being analyzed and recorded at some point. And as the AI algorithms get smarter and smarter, there will be more knowledge about you and your behavior. So we are going to actually transition from smart cities to cognitive cities. Right now we are in 5G infrastructure. Tomorrow when we get 6G and we go to 100 gigahertz to the terahertz frequencies, smart cities will become cognitive cities. They will already know for your next move. No. The wow. cities will already know your next move. The, the network will be a sensor. And this will be the biodigital convergence way of biology. Your biology will be merged with the smart cities, essentially. It, and that's when you're getting into transhumanism at this point. That's right. That's right. So it, like today we have predictive analytics. Tomorrow we have prescription analytics where you'll be nudged along to behave oh in a God. certain way in order to achieve a certain end for AI. Wow. Let's, let's talk also quickly here about ESG. My, my audience, most of them know what that is. And I, I think, from what I know, Bank of America and some of these banks are already using that. But explain kind of how that's going to fit in this, that puzzle piece fits in here and what that represents for us. Excellent question. Uh, ESG stands for uh, Environmental, Social, and Governance, and it is directly tied into the same United States Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, today, actually, today it's already too late, but traditionally, when you're a public company traded on Wall Street, your stock price is a function of you know your revenues, profits, how you're doing, and then how, what the analysts predict how your company is going to do in the future. Uh, based on the value that you create. Uh, ESG is a system which is now going to be a major component of how your stock is going to be ranked. Uh, so there's an ESG score to your company and it's going to play a major part in your stock price. So that's one thing to note. So each company will be then, in order to get their ESG price up, they are then compelled to make sure that they are environmentally friendly in the way they do their work, in the way they produce value, in the way they, what types of suppliers and customers they have. If their suppliers are not green and have an environmentally high score, then your ESG score will go down. 
they will be compelling their employees to be green. So if you drive a car 30 miles, 45 minutes to work, your ESG score will go down and your bonuses will go down and in turn the company's score Um. will go down. So the companies are going to use the ESG formula to enforce behavior on their employees. And if the employees want to keep their jobs, they will be essentially forced to comply in a certain way. If I'm a supplier and I say, I don't care about ESG, I'm just going to do whatever I want, then companies will not take Mm. product from me because their ESG score will be going down. Now, talking about the S is the social aspect. They have have another thing inside companies called the DEI report, which is the diversity, equity, and inclusivity. Right. So, so think about all the narratives in the last several years that have been pushed onto society. Black Lives Matter, trans, right? Uh, prison justice reform, and all those mumbo-jumbo words. There's a reason for it. This is for DEI. So now if, I have a, if I'm running a company and my board is you know, six white men, my ESG score is going to be pretty low. But now if I put a black man and replace one of the white men with a black man, my ESG score goes up. Imagine if I now replace one other white man with a black woman, I get a higher ESG score. Better yet, a black trans woman from Africa, I get a super high ESG score. (laughs) So this is all about controlling people through corporations. So this is, and the G is corporate governance. What? departments you have in place in your company in order to enforce the ENS components. So there's a term I'm going to introduce, which most people may not have heard of, is communitarianism. And so ESG is a form of enforcing communitarianism at a corporate level. And I think it may be worth spending a minute on what is communitarianism. Mm -hmm. Yes. So... This is the new system that's eventually coming. You know, we can call it technocracy, fascism Mm -hmm. or techno-fascism or totalitarianism, but it's really communitarianism is the system that's coming. There's going to be no government that's going to use police to enforce what they want us to do. Communitarianism is is effectively a snitch society. Mm. So if you connect the dots, all this ESG is really snitching on each other, right? Mm -hmm. Effectively. So there's a concept called the Hegelian dialect. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? Yes, sir. Right? So it's like problem, reaction, solution, or thesis, antithesis, yep. synthesis. synthesis. Right. Right. And so what? What are they? What? What is it? They've done in the last you know hundred plus years. They've had capitalism. Actually, it's really crony capitalism, but they've always pointed a gun on capitalism and how the rich are always screwing up the poor people. And so they've come up with communism, which is the Marxist theory. So thesis, antithesis, and a predetermined solution will be communitarianism. So take the, take the worst of communism, take the worst of crony capitalism, and introduce this wonderful system called communitarianism, <laughs> right? Where right. everybody's going to be equal, mm-hmm. not equality of opportunity, but equality in terms of results. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what they want. They want everyone to be equal in results, and so communitarianism is going to become a snitch society. So social credits. So if if you 
snitched on me, your social credits go up. Mm. You see? Wow. Yeah. So Unfortunately, it, I do see. Yeah. So everybody will be then behaving how Big Brother wants you to behave. Yeah. And everybody is going to be compliant and a sheep. We got a taste of that through 2020 and 2021, and people didn't even have this system in, in place yet. In place. And, and they still wanted to snitch on people. Hey, yeah. this guy across the street's got too many people in his house. They're spreading sickness, you know, things like right. that. And people were willing to work basically as agents of the state for completely no money. Exactly. Now imagine if you get, you, you become richer by snitching through yeah, your CBDC. Right, right. Right? So that time you weren't even getting rich by snitching. So mm. now they'd be more incentivized to snitch. So they get their social credits higher. Everything you're saying scares me, I have to say. But do you ever talk about this with someone and they just go, Oh, Amon, you're making a big deal out of this. It's, things are just going to be easier. Just what if you're if you're unless you're a bad person, you should be fine. Things like that. Do you ever hear pushback? No, either people uh, hear me, understand me and get scared. Or they just look at me like with the it's like a deer caught in headlights. <laughs> right. And then they assume that they didn't hear whatever I said. So that <laughs> right. I, it's so it's more like that. But in Montana, people are more uh, aware here what's going on. Okay. And I'm trying to encourage people saying, you know, fear is fine, but ultimately fear is the currency of control. Yes. So fear is not the right answer. Right. You know, fear is not the right answer. Educating yourself and empowering yourself with that knowledge and then raising awareness and then finding solutions locally. That's okay. the key. Right. Because there is a way out. But we need awareness, we need courage, and we need numbers. Uh-huh. Is so do you think at a local level, politically, this can be solved, you know, even through voting at local level, city council people, t- uh, mayors, sheriffs? You're just opening up a new can of worms. <laughs> ah, okay. Oh, I don't want to we don't have to get too crazy, but it's just because people are going to think, well, my my town, I know my sheriff, and I feel better about that than say Austin, Texas, where it's you, it's lost already. It's that's a lost cause. I, I just, I guess, I'm looking for hope, at least in small areas at local levels. Oh, I can give you hope, but the the at a very high level, without going into you know deeper uh, rabbit holes, the answer is no. And I'm not saying don't do anything at a local level with your councilmen and sheriffs. You mm-hmm. must. Okay. You must so that, and you must do it in numbers because when you do it in numbers, people will then realize that they have no power and they have no representative government, even locally. Uh-huh. But they need to come to that awareness. So then once people find out that they don't have representative government at the city or county level even, what are you going to do about it? That's where you need awareness and numbers locally. Mm-hmm. Will you locally be uh, courageous enough and uh, intelligent enough and unified enough in numbers to take back your local county, to take back your town? Because if you believe in your sovereignty and you want to live a free life in the future outside the beast system, mm-hmm. outside the smart city system, you must find a way to do it. But you can only find a way to do it if you have like-minded people in 
good numbers in your area where you live. I heard you say on one of your, uh, a show that I heard you on, something along the lines of how outside of certain big smart cities, there may be little towns. And you said something along the lines of that's, that's where the, I don't know, like the dissident folks might be, but it's not like they're just going to leave us alone in this small area that's not all wired in smart city wise. Can you get into that? Sure. I mean, there's a concept called the Wildlands Project. Yes. Uh, yes. So the, I saw, I have a couple of maps of the Wildlands Project, which I can share with you later. Uh, but it's this whole agenda, this whole greed agenda, Agenda 2030 and the Sustainable Development Goals, they want to pack everyone in smart cities and they are going to be, I think it's 11 zones in America. So like San Francisco Bay Area is one zone, you know, Los Angeles, San Diego, and northern parts of Mexico is another zone, right? This Seattle, Port, Portland, Vancouver, et cetera, is one zone. So there are going to be 11 zones in North America. And between those zones, there's going to be the high-speed rail. And pretty much all of human population will be living in those 11 zones. And the rest will be a very limited movement or completely no man's land. So where I live is no man's land. Okay. And this is for a greener planet and all that mambo jumbo. So that's their goal in the longer term. And what happens then? In no, I mean, I want to live in no man's land. And what happens in no man's land once some of this starts occurring? So now if, if you have numbers and you don't have the smart city infrastructure, uh, there's going to be problems even in no man's land because you're not going to be left alone with all the robots, mm. right? Tomorrow, there's going to be no police in a few years. They're going to remove all of police and defund the police was a, it's again a red herring to start reducing police force and uh, defunding them. But not because the police have been bad guys against colored people. Mm-hmm. It's because it's going to be robotic dogs, uh, mm-hmm. aerial autonomous drones. Mm-hmm. And uh, they show it in movies. And if you go to companies like SkyDio and Boston Dynamics and look at the number of robots that they are selling to the Department of Homeland Security and beyond. Yeah. They already have this robot the Hundreds dogs. of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundreds of, I've seen one of the robot dogs in front of me within a few yards at a mm-hmm. venture capital firm many years ago in 2015. So these are real. These are real. So, so we must. So I think it's important to know if we can undo the smart city infrastructure, uh-huh. AI will not get the data. When AI doesn't get the data, it doesn't have enough knowledge and smarts to give instructions to the autonomous dogs the robotic dogs or the drones. That is how we weaken the area of the police force and the robotic police force. And that is why I want to keep coming back to this point in every talk I do. Undo the smart city infrastructure. Because okay. that's where it gets its foot. Right, right. How about avoiding the CBDC? You how get rid of the smart city infrastructure, AI yeah. doesn't get the data, it can't score you. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Got it? Right. And at a at a pers- and a, and at a personal level, don't sign on to the digital ID. That's really important to understand. So when they come to you and say, for your safety and security, and to get your benefits, uh, uh-huh. you know your social security, you need a digital ID. And the moment you sign on, your sis- you're entering that beast system with the digital ID and all that stuff. So at a personal level, if we have masses mass awakening and people just say, no, we are not signing on to the digital ID. 
they can't do much. Mm-hmm. Do you sense or predict, I don't want to say predict because that puts pressure on someone. Do you ever think about what could be next as far as, and we got to be careful with some of the language so I don't get kicked again, but um, what we saw over 2020 and 2021, uh, to me, that was a trial run just to kind of see how people handled lockdowns and whatnot, no matter what the 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 cause was that they were giving you. Mm-hmm. Do you see another thing coming like that in the next five years or so? Much sooner than that. Oh, and okay. it would be, yeah. It, so, like, you're right. It was a trial run. I I call it a dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Uh, because ultimately, the goal is to lock down based on climate change and global warming. That's what I figured. I was thinking was next yeah, as well. That, that is really what it's about. Now, whether they did, whether they do another, uh, you know, pandemic, which mm-hmm. they might. Uh, they have a in, in 2020. They released a movie called Songbird. I don't know if you've seen the trailer, mm-hmm. Songbird. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have COVID 23 in that, so it's the year 2023, and a new COVID variant has happened, and everyone is locked down inside their apartments, and you can't go out. Oh, and lovely. So, so now, whether that happens in 2023 or 24, we don't know that. But this is all predictive programming they do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But ultimately, it'll be for climate action because what they are doing through, you know, weather engineering and the narrative on television and schools, everybody believes in, uh, yeah, the, yeah. you know, the yes. global warming and climate change, uh, the way they tell us. And yeah. uh, since everybody believes it, everybody will keep going along with their agenda. Right. Yeah. The the public yeah. school system yeah. is, is, has been, unfortunately, what kind of trains a lot of younger people up through the ranks to, to believe all of this garbage. Right. Yeah. In fact, you should, everyone should know that all unified school districts in the United States are all private corporations and they have a communist charter. Oh, well, so oh. if people are sending their kids to kids or grandkids to public schools, uh, don't expect communists not to come home in the evenings. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. Well put. Uh, what can people, what resources can people look for, read, go online to, to, to learn more about some of the stuff we've been talking about? So they can follow me on Facebook uh, is where I kind of uh, spend more time than on other platforms. I also have a YouTube channel. They can search for my name on YouTube. Uh, I post on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, oh, cool. Okay. So they can follow me. Uh, I, I try to be quite comprehensive uh, in the things that I talk about. Uh, What's that? My twi- presentation is on video too. What's that Twitter handle? It's no flaps. N-O-F-L-A-P-S. And Instagram is also no flaps. Got it. And so is Facebook. Okay. And on the YouTube page, we, 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 they can watch your presentation? Yeah. There's a presentation from October with Maria Z. It's a Z Media oh, in Australia. Yes. She's the number one uh, independent, independent journalist in Australia. So that was a fairly comprehensive presentation. My presentation has come a long way since. So I expect to be doing another comprehensive presentation next month. Excellent. Okay. On the link to those in, in the show notes page for this. Any books that, that, that there talk are about? many books to read. Uh, there's, there's a really good book I recommend, The Invisible Rainbow. Uh, it talks about the electrification of the earth. And okay. so people get, get a good sense of different uh, 
milestones and inflection points in the last century, how mm. the electrification of the earth at different points in time, you know, from radar to television and others, to 4G and 5G, etc., how they affect human health and animal health. And so know what's coming. It's really important. It'll blow your mind. Uh, it'll also give you education on what to do at home to minimize the harmful effects of all the electronics we have at home. Mm -hmm. uh, another book to read about the financial system, I recommend uh, Secrets of the Federal Reserve by Eustace Mullins. I'm surprised I have not read that one. Cool. Yeah, it's it's better than uh, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Right, okay. Um, give me a... Then... Uh, you give me two seconds. I actually have a slide where I recommend five books to start reading. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... The third one I have is War is a Racket. Yeah. Is that Smelly Butler? By, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so th these are various kind of important pillars on what's going on in the world. Uh, another one to, I recommend everybody read from teenager to adult and read it once a year is called Economics in One Lesson. Yeah, of course. By sure. Henry Hazlitt. Yes. And there's another one, William Stamper. It's called Fruit from a Poisonous Tree. Oh, I don't know that one. And uh, the fifth one I have on my slide deck is The Brief History of the Future by Jacques Attali, A-T-T-A-L-I. Cool. I'm going to link all of these in the show notes. Please. And then uh, if we talk again, I'll come up with five more books. Yeah, excellent. Do you have, I, I want to open it up basically at this point to give any closing remarks, any thoughts that we haven't covered just things to leave people with. I, not we've sufficiently freaked everyone out. I know that. But just anything you'd like to say. Sure. Uh, all is not lost. Uh, I, I, I believe there's a way out. I also believe that this system is going to come uh, with smart cities and the base system. And there's going to be a substantial majority of the world that's going to enter into it, either through pure ignorance or through fear because they don't understand the concept of liberty and freedom and they, they don't know what, how to resist. So they will enter through fear and compliance. Uh, for those who want to live in a world where there is at least some semblance of liberty and freedom, find a solution locally. I have a five-step solution where I can just quickly bring them up. Sure. Uh, I won't. Each of them requires hours of discussion, but okay. number one is education. So educate yourselves and educate everybody around you and educate yourself about what is happening, why is it happening, and most important, how it came to be. Mm. And the latter is the most important and yeah. it requires a lot of studying. Right. You have to go back and understand your history as an American. Because most Americans, unfortunately, haven't studied deep enough and they don't understand the treachery and lies that have been told to them right since the Constitution was formed. Uh, the second is undo your slavery status. Yeah. Because as a U.S. citizen, you are 
a 14th Amendment citizen. So mm-hmm. go and study what the 14th Amendment citizen is. Understand that you have civil rights, not God-given rights. Mm-hmm. Right? The Declaration of Independence says crystal clear you have God-given rights. And if you had God-given rights, your duties are towards God. When, you're, when you have civil rights from the 14th Amendment, your duties are to the government. Yeah. So you get immunities and privileges from the government as a 14th Amendment citizen, which can be given to you or taken away at whim. So you basically have property, you're a property of the federal government. Uh-huh. So find a way to undo that slavery status. Number three is rethink fiat currencies. Because we are currently in a debt slavery system and the US dollar is going to be crashed and it'll be on its knees in a few years, if not in a few quarters. So figure out a way to exchange, barter, exchange value for value locally, whether you do it through gold, silver, dirty silver, or other methods. I can't tell you what's optimal for your neighborhood and your, your locale. Number four, undo the smart cities because the smart city infrastructure is about identity slavery through digital ID and your face. Right? So I've come to four. And the fifth one is build local networks and a local society based on voluntary exchange. Because if you want to live free, you have to understand that freedom comes from within, not from without. Yeah. Right? And if you want to be virtuous, you want to live in a free society, in a free space. But freedom requires courage. Mm-hmm. Courage to think, courage to speak, and courage to act. So there is a way out, but you have to do your part. There's no hero coming to save you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we need numbers and we need it locally. Got it. All right, Aman, this has been really good. Uh, thanks for coming on here. Thanks for coming on Counterflow. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Have a good one. As for this show, you know, counterflowpodcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at Buck Rebel, B-U-C-K-R-E-B-E-L. Subscribe to our YouTube page, our YouTube channel, and you can watch all of these podcast episodes. Until next week, you guys have a good one. See ya. And welcome to the second hour of Radio 5G for March 8th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins and with me is Mark Joseph. So, excuse me, Mark, how are you today? And um, what would you like to say about the hour-long show we just heard from uh, Amen Jabi, 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 and Buck Johnson? Um, you, you chose this out of uh, three other ones or, or several other ones I sent, which we could talk about later. But uh, I'm glad you chose this one. It was good sound quality, which uh, is usually one of your top priorities. And um, the recording was done about a week ago, and um, it was on Rumble. People can just type in his name and do a most recent search. And he did one also two weeks ago before that, if they want more information. But I first heard of him when he was talking with Maria Z late last year 
about uh <clears throat> plus he used to live around my area where, where i work um sf oakland you know the uh, what i call a deeper state area here um and curious that he chose montana i mean that's one of the more you know freer states i guess you could say but yeah he's pretty spot on with what we've been covering um over the months and years with like people like mark Steele, um and who else talks about that i mean robert duncan of course and uh i i like that he not only gave details of what we could expect in our you know neighborhood but the counterbalance was solutions simple steps we can do um material and how to spread the word and so yeah um i'm glad also that this was a, his most recent interview we chose uh and that he's going to be doing a, a more complete presentation next month so uh maybe we can cover that when that's um <clears throat> when that's out but for for my own experience it re really helped because i live um been living here in the valley you know the um the infamous uh notorious what what people are people know the the things happening here and um i i read zero hedge pretty regularly you know daily um as one of my more worthy resources and <clears throat> so we pretty much have like 290,000 layoffs as of you know counting uh, from last month and uh it's, it's I'm sorry, how many did you say? 290,000 people Is that the state? Um, I'm just talking about the, all of the big companies, the big tech companies. But it's, a, it's the state of California, the whole state, um, numbers? I guess you, I, it, it's from those, those companies. I don't know if it's the nation or the world, but it's, it's as far as I know, those companies. I didn't completely read the article, but... Um, they were just focusing on 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 the tech companies, uh, and mostly the ones here. So, I see. I mean, I see. we we already knew there were thousands, but what was was the actual total? It was and nine nine hundred thousand in a, a month. Two hundred and ninety thousand. Two hundred and ninety thousand. Yeah. Okay, you know me in numbers. In a month, that that's. Uh, no 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 no. This is from. Ever like the total from even from last year? It's just, oh, oh, okay, uh, okay. Not from so a single that, month. That's, all right, that that's been that's better. It's still not good, and it's the tech companies. But you didn't get yeah. into it. It's a zero hedge article. You didn't mm -hmm. get into to exactly why why the why? I mean, did they say why why are people losing their jobs in the tech industry? Is AI taking over the tech industry? Maybe they're writing papers and that. They're talking to people. Yeah, that's part of it. A lot of it is restructuring, and um, people. And and even though they're letting people go, they're also hiring in different capacities. So, yeah, it seems to be a mixed bag. And um, I mean, I'll certainly report in the other show uh, <clears throat> what else I'm finding. But oh, and and it's the usual outsourcing. You know that that never gets old. So a lot of it is is going to be Costa Rica and. India and some of the more third world countries. Um, so there's just more more of the same, I guess you can say. But you do have, I mean, case in point with this interview with Aman, it's it's, I mean, the the smart city rollout, even seen rurally, like I was telling you last year, um, 
one of the stores I work at <clears throat> is in Oakley, California, which is in, in the more Central Valley area. And they already had the purple lights, the violet lights, you know. <laughs> I was like, why of all places, you know, in the middle of nowhere, you have, you have it's, it's called Rayleigh's, the, the store. And then they had this purple light. Like, what is this about? And, and it's, and even people who are intuitive and can pick up, I forget what I was listening to, but um, <clears throat> a certain intuitive person can tell which shot the person took by the color they're emitting. <laughs> <laughs> the Luciferase color. I was like, what a light show, right? Uh, you mean by by looking at their auras? More or less, yeah. Kind of like what you do with the um, remote viewing from a microscopic... Um, but yeah, yeah, more or less. I just got the general gist of it. So, um, so yeah, I don't know if that kind of covered what you were asking me. But I'm glad you chose this because it's most recent interview... And we already have something to look forward to. Um, I mean, he's already worldwide known. You know, a dude who was living in SF, now living in Montana, working with his locality, and then counting the steps forward of what can we expect. You know, because the, the 5G is the buzzword, right? Smart city. So what's the next incarnation of that? So you've got the cognitive cities uh, and, and 6G, <clears throat> but we're already see we've been seeing that for years in the medical industry, right? of uh <clears throat> doctors and whoever else is going to be all replaceable because they're just following administration and these algorithms it's all <laughs> like what paint by numbers basically um yeah i mean your your sister's a nurse so you know all about that and, and no i don't talk about that with her <laughs> we don't talk medicine she goes berserk <laughs> that's that <laughs> I finally caught up on last week some cosmic reality show, and I'll bring this up in the Shungai show of uh, Walt talking about <clears throat> the Nelia Benz podcast and 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 her writings of the mental firewall. Now I knew it decades ago in the '90s as the mind break, where someone has only so much wattage, life force, bioelectricity capacity, where they hit their limit. And it just goes over their head or whatever. So there's a mind break that happens and it just doesn't. But then that just goes along with the Milgram experiment and the Ash experiment, too. And what, that, what are they? Oh, OK. Uh, I, I guess it's good for the show. But people like Lee Dundas and um, a couple of the more prominent figures started bringing these people up. Actually, Martin Armstrong. Um, so this is proving through a repeated experiment with people uh basic gist of it is um was it two-thirds of people will kill a loved one if an authority figure told them to it was like with a buzzer to shock the other person but then someone in a white lab coat just kept telling them to push the button and of course nobody believed it this was how many decades ago done but then it was proven and then the ash experiment is is somewhat similar but the, the conclusion was uh, whatever the group does, most people just follow along with whatever the group does, no matter how harmful. So you can find like memes and little graphics. Maybe I can send that to you um, and, and post it in the Cosmic Reality Facebook group. But no, I mean, it was a, a, you said Ash is one of them. What's the other one? What's the name of it? Milgram, M-I-L-G-R-A-M. There's even a book about it. Uh, Martin Armstrong, who's like the near equivalent. I mean, he's still just as I mean depending on people's opinion, the Catherine Austin Fitz level, 
but uh, <clears throat> so Armstrong was known for like going toe to toe with actually he's he's over uh, Klaus Schwab because um, back in the mid 80s he was doing the World Economic Conference. So then two three years later Schwab would do the World Economic Forum, and so when Armstrong did like a, a, a documentary on himself and his and his work. Schwab used the same person. So it's just been like <laughs> just following in his footsteps. So people can, you know, look him up in podcasts. He's 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 pretty open about who he talks to. And um he he did do the uh World Economic Conference every November, did one in, in Florida. But um not to stray too far. I think I have a, I can I can read the actual graphic if I can find it of the Milgram and the Ash experiment. And I hope there this is. Okay, there it is. Ah, lost it again. Um, I just did a Google search under the two names. Um, click here. Okay. Um, so this is from the three, the Free Thought Project, like hashtag the Free Thought, free thought Project. Um, obedience and conformity are the real virus. The, Mil the Milgram experiment was a shock experiment by Stanley Milgram in the early 60s that tested people's willingness to shock others if instructed by an authority figure. Conclusion, 65% of the participants would kill someone if an authority figure told them to. The Ash experiment were a series of experiments by Solomon Ash in the 50s that tested the extent to which social pressure from a majority group could affect a person to conform. Conclusion, people were willing to ignore reality in order to conform to the group. So I, I, like, I like defaulting back to what Walt said in the Cosmic Reality Show last week of man's animal nature and it's a great disservice that you don't acknowledge that part of you because is the nervous system of the body connects you back to source and to your intuition um and and survival and how you can progress upward from that uh especially when you have um you know one of the things i sent you was was the, the catherine fitz uh, uh, USA Watchdog Greg Hunter interview, which was just several days ago, um, uh, and and you have this thing called the Great Poisoning of like these endless layers of keeping our frequency down and 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 consciousness down. So, yeah, I mean that's that's just I got to look at my notes for for the the podcast, but but uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to go off on those. Well, you know, why I kind of like wanted to get those facts is because that last week when we played um, other people and we played the whole thing and it was with, um, who was it with? Ricardo Bossi. Ricardo Bossi, thank you. And he was talking about that group of people that just basically say, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Just leave me alone. You know, that that's the mindset. He felt it was the majority of people. And it seems like you're talking about the same portion of humanity that just wants to live their life, don't want to be bothered by anything, you know. What do I need to do to conform? They don't have that drive in them to really become somebody who is alive. And engaging with reality wanting to know things you know and boy what a statement on humanity if the majority of people are like that 
<laughs> you know, the, I mean, the, I, and I agree that those are the people that are can become easily the herd. Come on over here, go there, do that, you know. Um, as far as the concept of the smart cities and controlling your money and controlling how far you go, what you eat, what you spend, all of that. The first time I heard about it was from uh, Cliff High, and that was probably four years ago. But he was talking about China. And he wasn't talking in terms of potentiality. He was actually telling what was happening in China. And everything that I heard on this tape is what Cliff said had already been put into force in China. Um, and I'm like Buck there, Buck Johnson. I, the first time when he, when he's, I mean, I know radio, we've been doing Radio 5G. I understand how they can do this, what all the mechanisms are, the control and everything. But um, hearing Cliff talk about China really frightened me, really frightened me. And because I was into radio and into the 5G and had been for decades, I realized how close we were to it to be able to do that. But I don't feel that now. And I'll tell you why, because of Mark Steele. Again, Mark Steele from Britain. Because he came out, We pl I played, I think, it on other people, maybe we did it on this show. Um, but what, what he was saying is that the 5G is not what it we were afraid it, it was going to be because it burns up the batteries in the phones. You know, the, 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 there is no 5G out there. It, the systems can't hold it. The energy that they need to do the things they want to do is beyond the systems that are there. So if Mark is right, and I honestly I haven't found him wrong, then what they are attempting to do is not working because the technology has essentially failed them. And so now you look at it and you say, okay, if they can't get that kind of mind control zombie effect from the 5G, which is what we were led to believe, then what are they going to do? And that's when, I, when the pandemic happened, I wondered, you know, okay, is the pandemic what they're really trying to get to, to kill people off? And I think that it that they realized it wasn't going to work the way they wanted to. They were losing time. They were trying to rush the technology. It was failing. You remember when they first turned it on in China? It burned up three cities. So, and he was he was he he just had all the details about why they, it's not working. And I've heard reports of people saying that 5G wasn't re working on their phones. It's, the phone wasn't. You know, their computers, 5G, you know, it's not any faster. And I haven't heard that in, from a people in a, in a while. So it may be that they're shutting down that information. But again, it goes back to that, that, that core group, you know. You can tell them anything and they'll do anything. But if they can't get the rest of us and the rest of us, I mean, I, I don't know what the real figures are, but it's like 
around 50% of the people, I think it's 57 or something, have taken the vaccination. So we go back to this concept of, well, the the herd went and took the, the people that are alive and, and spirit connected, they didn't. So now can you say, well, maybe they're getting rid of all the dead wood with the shots. Those are the people that took them. Those are the people that are dying. And if so, you know, where are we at now? And so I look at it and, and all my fears of 5G uh, have been replaced by smart cities. <laughs> by, But I don't think the smart cities are going to work. I think they're they're going along with the program and they're attempting to use, let's say, just this this what we're talking about now, this group of people who just follow everybody else. You know, just whatever whatever you want me to do. And I don't think that it's working on the vast majority of people, our people, fifty percent of us. Okay? Because too many people are now in so many ways aware of something is very wrong and it seems to be very evil it's sort of like you got to get them to a point of everybody the ones that can be woken up um, maybe the ones that are still asleep that yeah but dude you're about to get killed don't you think you should do something about it you know i don't know if they can and, I, and, and when I said that, the images came to my head of actually the Ukraine, where a huge number of thousands of Jewish people were being guarded by, it didn't seem much more than a few, few dozen German soldiers. And they were running into pits, running into pits, where they are running over dead bodies because the people before them had run in there and they were all machine gunned. And they're running towards it. And it was something that I saw when I was rather young. And it never, this image is like, it's is, is been in my head forever. It's, it's like, how could those people do that? How could they be holding their children running into a pit to be murdered? And there wasn't that many guards. If they had all ran at the guards, they would have saved themselves. But they didn't, Mark. And I just, it, to this day, it baffles me. So when you start to talk about these kind of people, it's like they're very frightening. Because they'll just do unbelievable things following the orders of who? Some soldiers with guns? Is this humanity? Is this what we're fighting for? No. We're fighting for the people that are awake. And those other people, all we have to do is get our our voices more compelling, more commanding, and saying, dude, wake up. You're an idiot. This is what it's about. And then if they tell you, like my sister told me, one of my sisters said to me, I know what you're telling me is the truth, but I don't want to hear it. I'm going to be the ostrich with my head in the sand. And she was the first honest person that said, yeah, I just don't want to hear it. You know, so those people, you know, give up on them. Walk away. But if you see anybody who's kind of like 
looking around going like, you know, some, something's wrong here, you know, tell them, talk to them, stop being silent, stop being one of them. We've all got to get a voice because anybody that's in this business will tell you there's a lot more of us than there are of them. There's only a handful of people at the top down going down the the you know the power structure you got a lot of people that will do terrible things but again if you can tell them that well the people you're working for are all gone you're on your own you're going to fry in hell and you're also going to fry in an on, a, on an electric chair do you want to continue that they're going to go oh no 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 what, what do i have to do to get by what do i have to do to get by and so We've got to become. We've got to become more vocal in talking about this. And he was right when he said, "You got to stop it at the city. If your city is putting in all of this stuff, you got to get out there and tell people. Do you understand just what Mark did? Do you understand this technology and what it's capable of doing? And that's where it gets difficult." Because people that are in, in I'm, I'm looking at Miami, I'm looking at South Florida, and <clears throat> I don't have a whole hell of a lot of faith, respect for the people that are in the government down here. I mean, we just had a, a new election for the local person, you know, and there were two people that you felt like, well, they seem to know what they're doing, but I didn't, I wanted to trust one of them. The other one I didn't trust at all, but he definitely understood the problems. And there was one other one that said, look at, I'm going to, and he was, he was much more on vocal on our way. You know, there's things wrong out there. We got to get to the core, blah, blah, blah. He came in last. And the idiots, the two idiots, two idiots were the ones that were in a runoff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, even when you've got good people there, getting getting them into office becomes difficult. And then it did turn out that one of the guys, the guy I wanted to believe was the guy we needed, well, he ended up taking a whole bunch of money from the very people that were fighting the uh, you know, the people that want to put up more buildings um, in order to attempt to be elected. So, it, again, it comes down to the human beings. You know, we've got to get people out there that are fighters. And I, I just don't know where we're going to find them or right now what we have to do about it. I'm afraid it's going to get a little, maybe a lot worse before people really start to get crazy and go into the streets. And I know we're seeing that in other parts of the country. I mean, the world. You know, there are people in the streets all over the world, including China. You know, remember that last, and all those people were out there, and of course now it's gone away, but we don't know. In the age of information, we don't have a real handle on what's happening in other parts of the world. In order to find out, you have to go to 
alternative information and hope that you're going to find somebody that's going to talk about these things. And that's one of the reasons that we do the the other voices, because we can't cover every single thing that's out there that we need to know about. And so, but other people are. And the more we, we go down this road, there's more and more people being introduced to me who really do know what they're talking about and are coming out, you know, saying we've got to do this, that, and the other thing. So that's kind of my kind of rampage, I guess, on where we at. We got to we got to start really thinking of this as a war, a war of mentality. In other words, it's all in the mind. Well, who are you going to believe? You're going to believe me, or you're going to believe that dickhead in Washington? You know? Yeah. Who are you going to believe? And if they keep going with a dickhead in Washington, well, we're all screwed. But if they believe me because I won't let them stop listening, you got to listen. Because we get the facts. It's all there. And it keeps kind of turning over and showing itself again. So I'm going to turn it back to you. Yeah, so um, let me see. Uh, what was it? Aman did give us great uh, pointers of how, you know, approach to local approaches. Um, the raising awareness thing has kind of been done the last three years, but um, Telegram's been great for gathering local groups. Um, and then the Weston A. Price local chapters. If you go to their site, you can easily find uh, um, chapter sites, phone numbers, emails, and I know it's mostly like a food, nutrition, health uh, page, but they're all about um, um, health freedom too and the different approaches to um, go with that. And they do cover exactly what the podcast is. Um, So you were talking about, let me go back to some of the early stuff you were saying, uh, of like the number of people who've gotten shot. So I'm basing my numbers, um, uh, Dr. Pam Popper, who's done interviews, you could look up and look her up in uh what do you call it uh podcast apps and she had under 40 percent and and then in the interview she does calculate like what biden counties how many shots they got and it was easily under 40 percent for those counties obviously trump counties in terms of back in 2020 you know the voting thing it was like um i don't know 27 percent or something but so that that's I mean it still falls in line with um, the Milgram experiment, but um, oh speaking of that, so there and we talked about this before of the mass hypnosis, mass formation psychosis thing. To me, it's BS. Uh, there's a really good interview with Catherine Fitz and Dr. Peter Bregan about that whole explanation. Where I mean, yeah, I get it, the herd-like mentality and 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 group mindset and and the sheep mentality. I understand that. But that's not taking into account um, the great poisoning, which is, you know, this function stacking that um, the centralizers do of uh, poisoning everything, food, air, water, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the light, light, sound and frequency level. Um, And that's uh, the so there's a new Ricardo Bossi interview from a few days ago uh, with Michael Jaco on Rumble. Highly recommend that. They go more into the sixth generation warfare, which is what your podcast uh, shows are about. 
uh, cosmic reality, you know. Um, <clears throat> so let me see my notes here. Um, as much as, you know, we want to raise awareness and hit the streets, etc., the powers that were, uh, they go with, with the sixth gen warfare and has been happening for, you know, so long that, and even in, um, what do you call it, uh, shamanic initiations, they go with the old ways, which is bypassing the conscious and going, you know, focusing on the subconscious, unconscious, which is also what the uh, controllers have been doing too through light, sound, and frequency. So we have these different tools we can use. Like for me, I did uh, Lynn McTaggart's um, uh, workshops. Her books are in the library, tons of, um, you know, YouTube interviews of the power of eight. You don't necessarily need eight people, but prayer also works. You know, it, it's projecting out from the, your heart center. Even in thermography with different emotions, you can see that's where the power comes from. And of course, last week, what was talking about where from the heart and to the gut too, because that's also the connection to source. And so when you get more than one person working with this, you have that, that access even more uh, amplified. And so um, not just prayer groups, but different kinds of energy medicine. Um, and then regarding your, you're talking about the elections there, there's also the deal with um, the machines. I mean, Lindell has been big, but Mike Lindell was, had a really good interview on Bards FM last week about his findings and updates and how a lot of Florida um, doesn't have the machines, but some part, some counties do. One of the more um, obvious examples is Laura Loomer, and you can see that same curve up that's artificial. You know, when when she was trying to get into, um, was it back in 2020? Um, and so one of the highlights with Amon was the language inversion, and that that's been a, a age-old tactic where you just flip it. Like the, the main example I've always used is Department of Defense, you know, defense and war. It's like it's the same thing. You just flip it, right? Uh, uh, CDC, uh, what do you call it? Center of Disease Control, it's population control. So <laughs> you just have these, these um, you know, when it's health, it's death, et cetera, right? And, and I like the examples he, he gave where, um, what was it? Um, zero hunger is making everyone or... No poverty is meant to make everyone poor. Zero hunger is about, you know, taking away the natural food that feeds us. Um, and, and the digital transformation thing, you know, everything in convenience and uh, for your safety, security kind of thing, where it's actually, it's an open air prison, right? With, with uh, us volunteering into it. And, and you have that same with the life frequencies of, of, hijacking the brain, which is why like a lot of the people who, who um, were the front men for these big companies, they don't let their children get on these um, technologies until much later. And yeah, we have to be, be careful with these carrots and sticks kind of things that are put in front of us. Uh, uh, it, you know, with the, these things with the worship of comfort and convenience, it's, it's you know, it can be, get, it can be pretty sneaky. Um, I like his term of geofencing. So, you know, we see all of this with the sea of radiation we're in and, and the super frequencies, obviously, but the artificiality is just everywhere. Um, I know, like, I have to 
go to work in San Francisco um, this week heavily. So, I mean, I have the Shungite on me to help out and a, a couple other things too. I, I use red light often, a vitamin D light, you know, and, and try to get to bed early kind of thing. Um, I like what he was talking about with the beast system. That it is an actual beast, that the food is data, the smart city collects it, and this is a a, a battle uh, for the human spirit. You know, it, it's it's a consciousness war, a narrative battlefield. Um, and so, obviously, in, in that sense of the sixth-gen war, um, there's so many ways to choose how to, you know, um, combat this. So, uh, in in <clears throat> Catherine Fitz's site, Solari, there was the thing of CBDCs and how to counter it. The, one of the easiest ones to do is use cash, and so you're not trackable if you use that as opposed to your ATM or credit card. Um, another one is is locality, as what Aman was talking about. So there's there's so just so many ways you could go about this. Donate to people who are actually deeper in the fight. Um, Lee, Lee Dundas is a good one because I'm in the West Coast. Um, another great one is, is Peggy Hall. And they, she was recently talking to Renette Senem, who was running for governor some years ago, of how there's weather warfare engineering <clears throat> going on up in the mountains of California. And I sent that out to Yasmin, uh, you know, because she's having stuff going on over there, too. Um, and it, it's a really good conversation, Peggy Hall and, and, and Renette on, on YouTube. Uh, from yesterday, of of j just how the the forest and because they live up in the mountains and how that's been slowly the slow destruction of the pushing people back into the cities. So she's seeing that firsthand in her neighborhood. It's pretty crazy. Um, I like the question the the podcaster was asking about of is our phone or computer recording us? You know every single thing, and I like because you know Aman had what almost three decades worth of experience and 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 like he said the mic is on and the apps could be listening and it's sent to the cloud so you know this whole thing of a digital twin of us it it might as well be around right like an immortal version of yourself is already shaped um let me jump in here just a second so people can understand the full implications of i've known this for Ever, you know, uh, but my friend Sandy, when I, when I came, we were going out to a thing, an event, and I walked out to the car, and in the sky was two obvious planets. I knew one of them was Jupiter, but I thought the second one was Mars because you don't normally see Venus there. And I said, gee, I said, is that, I know it's Jupiter. I said, but is that Mars? And she said, no, it's Venus. And I said, "Oh, how do you know that?" And she she said, "I'll I'll show you when we we get to where we're going." So um, we get to where we're going, and we get out of the car, and she pulls out her phone, and it was we're in a city, so there's a lot of light that reflects off of clouds, and you can't see the stars. It was amazing to me that we were actually seeing the the planets, and so she put the phone, uh, you know, focused it on the stars, and all of a sudden this app showed not just where the two planets were but all of the stars around it and the constellations and all sorts i mean it was just absolutely 
wow, that is super neat, you know, and I'm like really impressed with it because you can go anywhere and you can look at the sky and you can say, oh, I wonder what that is, you know, put the camera up there and it'll tell you exactly what the stars and everything else is behind it. And then I, I was telling somebody and as I'm telling them, I'm going like, this is freaky. I said, this is really freaky because you're putting the phone, your phone, okay, and all you're doing is turning it to look at something. And then somehow this phone connects to some app that then can tell you exactly what you're looking at. It's like, I can't even now quite get my head around this, that they can see what I see. They will see wherever you are. And not only that, but they're going to be able to take, not only can they do facial recognition, but you can do it with computers now, with Google-like. You know, you do a reverse search of an image to see where, it's, where it might show up again. That, to me, was like, whoa. When, I, when that first came out, it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they can do this. But the technology is growing around us as far as what it can do and how it can make our life better. And, you know, it depends on who's running the, the technology. I just wanted people to understand that it's, it, yes, everything that you do, think, or whatever if, is, is being recorded. So there's nowhere to hide. You can't hide in your house and say, oh, my God, I'm so scared this is happening and that's happening, and then say nothing to anybody and expect that you're going to be not known. Everybody's going to be known. Everybody is known. Everybody who is anybody in this field can be targeted probably at any given time, theoretically. I don't think they've got the power to do it. And as far as the spirituality of it, I, I'd been in this for a while, and Mike uh, and others wanted me to do the Radio 5G thing, this show, and I didn't want to do it. I, I said, no, no, it's not. It's a waste of my time. I said, I've been doing this for decades. Nobody listens to you. And so then I went through some soul searching, and yeah, it was a, it was just an added burden to for, for me as a person. But then I thought about it, and I said, doesn't matter if they hear it even it doesn't matter if they believe it even what matters is that we have the conversations so by having conversations and thinking about things and going off onto different tangents and stuff we actually are influencing the subconscious of humanity our thoughts don't just fall off someplace into some dumpster our thoughts are collected. Now, people talking about the Kishik record or, you know, the there's all sorts of names for this, but it's just a phenomenon that everything you think is recorded, but within the, the conscious level of energy. It's an energy recording. And for humanity, it becomes the basis for your subconscious, in my opinion. So I said, okay, if we can put enough information into that cloud, that cloud, it will feed back to other people and they will then have a response of, oh, I don't think this is crazy because I think I've heard it before. No, you didn't hear it before, but as soon as you started thinking about it, 
putting out an energy signal that said to the cloud, oh, I want to see these files. They opened up files from me and Mark and all the other people out there screaming at the universe, this is not right. And you don't even realize that it's a, the information of familiarity is coming because you are connected to the cloud that now is being overpowered. The evil side, the side lying to you all the time, is being overpowered by all of the thinking people. So even if you don't feel like you're an activist that you can't go out, every time you listen to this show, every time you listen to somebody else's show, every time you think, oh, not on my watch, no contract here, that registers in the subconscious of humanity. And I think that that's what the battlefield is, is we've gone from, you know, a concept of fifth dimensional warfare where it's in the minds and we'll get the minds, get them, them all following us. And it, and they've gone so far as to it to actually activate. What was that? Scarlet? What was the name of that? Seems like Scarlet was in it. It was a, an operation conducted where they uh, actually flew an airplane above. Was it in Iran? I mean, Iraq? I'm trying, yeah, I think it might have been in wreck. Were they okay, you're flew- talking about Operation Crimson with in Rwanda. Crim- that Bart yes. FM cover, that's Rwanda. how it came up. That's, so. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. But it was uh, an electronic device that was beaming out an energy that caused all of these people to go stark raving mad, right? I mean, that's the basic, you remember it being that way? Mark? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So they're doing that, okay? That's your fifth generation warfare. They're trying to control you with all this electromagnetic controlling aspects of 5G and 6G and everything else we've talked about. But now in the sixth dimensional battlefield, it, our thoughts are as powerful as any electromagnetic countermeasure that they can use. And we're getting stronger. And we're not buying into it. Now think about it. If the statistics are, are true, and there's, I mean, I'm hearing statistics from mainstream media regarding how many people have gotten the, the vaccinations. And yeah, they're probably telling you the more got it than not. But you're all being put, the information, the propaganda, the trying to control your mind thing is all coming at everybody at the same time. But if you've got that number of people who said, uh, uh, not on my watch, then it's not working. They do not have us controlled spiritually. And one of the things that, of course, they're actually going against Christianity, any kind of religion that, that can cause them a problem. They're attacking the people, trying to shut it down, doing terrible things. Because that spirituality, the connection to a higher force, your ability. I mean, there was this woman just now, uh, just this last couple of weeks from California, who, as a teacher, realized that, well, realized she saw this regulation that said that any kid that was in a process of transgendering or whatever, if even if their parent said to you, it's my child being transgendered. You had to say no. And she 
quit. Well, she she said, I'm not going to do this, and they fired her. But she came on uh, Tucker Carlson's show, and she was explaining that it became a decision between doing what she needed to do to keep her job and doing what she knew was right as a Christian. And she she chose the spiritual path. So as long as people continue to choose the spiritual path, they're not going to succeed. It's just not possible. I'm kind of thinking, what? how did I get on that one? I think I kind of interrupted you to do it. <laughs> oh, the subconscious. Yeah. You know, that's that's the battlefield when you're talking sixth, uh, sixth generation. It's how much how much can you alter the the subconscious in order for people not to believe what they're hearing from the authorities? So please, people, keep up studying and researching and doing what you're doing. And if you see it happening in your city and you feel like you can, uh, you know, start talking to people. Say, hey, these things are bad. You know, you see the lights going up. They want to put lights in my neighborhood. You know, but but the other thing is, Mark, is we got a supply problem. Um, I went out to get distilled water. Distilled water. There's a there's a shortage. A shortage on them. You know, I they were claiming it was uh, uh, supply. I don't remember supply something. Uh, supply and resource. I don't know why that happened. But anyway, yeah, so there's not enough of the distilled water. Now, I needed it because I need to make colloidal silver. But when I went, I said, okay, it's not in two stores. The last time I bought it was a couple, six weeks ago, maybe. And it, I, there was only one bottle on the shelf. I said, something's happening here. So I Googled it, and as soon as I put in distilled water up came an option scarce and so when i saw that happen i said well i better buy a distiller and so i went over to amazon amazon because i look at amazon as a reference for uh reports on what what the technology is or whatever it is you know i mean i really do look at the reviews and there in the in the the if you put into the recent reviews the vast majority of people that were buying these just distiller distilling things were people who had CPACs, that mask thing that they put on it, and you know when they need the oxygen at night, because apparently you need distilled water to run these. Probably not too much, but you need it. And there was a sense of fear associated with those people who realized that they might not be able to use their CPAC and I said something to Jan Shaw and she said you know she said I don't understand this she said it seems like everybody's got one of these CPAC things or a good portion of people that you talk to and she says we don't even have these in, in Great Britain well she may not have had them when she left but they may be there now it may be another way oh you got to get on the CPAC CPAC okay so the pharmaceutical companies and everybody else are making money on it but why would you run out of distilled water this seems to be a no-brainer 
You know, and if if everybody in the country who's on a CPAC is going to go into a state affair because they can't get their distilled water, you know, maybe this is another way of control. They're sneaky bastards, you know. <laughs> Somebody ought to tell the people you don't really need the CPAC. You just need to get yourself healthy, and we can do that by telling you to follow these directions and not that direction. I mean, that wasn't it. What, what was the department that came out and said that uh, cocoa puffs were better than eggs for breakfast, more nutritional? The new pyramid chart. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's but they're always doing stuff like that. Even, I mean, fluoride. Like, democide is a term people need to put in their regular vocabulary. Like, how, how are people, I mean, Milgram experiment is becoming a little bit more viral. Why, why not democide? Like Tony Pantaloresco was talking about that years ago, right when this whole lockdown thing started. So it's step-by-step process, I suppose. But um, You said democide. What do you mean by democide? You don't know what that word means? No, D-E-M-I-C-I-T-E. So we have suicide. We have uh, the different sides, right? Uh, Uh Genocide. So what do you think is the most natural progression between that? (laughs) Death by government. Death by government. Oh, wow. I've used this term before on, on, on the Shanghai show. Like, anyway, I, know, I guess I should be using it more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just like a, a democide. Interesting. All so right. the first person to have uh, highly emphasized that is Tony Pantaloresco. He's from Canada. He's, the, he's most well known for uh, 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 ejecting the nanotech out of your body. So look him up on Rumble. Uh, there's a cool guy, Aroy Mac, A-R-O-Y-M-A-K, on Facebook and, and Rumble, especially because Tony does like two-hour stuff every other day. I, like, I can't keep up with this. So Aroy's cool on Rumble because on Rumble, you can speed it up two times. And so I've listened to him for years enough to where, okay, I, I need to <laughs> speed this up. High-quality information. Uh, Karen McDonald constantly references with him, works with him. Um, it's on Podbean, so you put his name, it's independence.podbean.com, uh, where you can download all this stuff for free. And even okay. what's, his, what's his name again? Because you run through these so quickly. What, what's his name? Pante Laresco, P-A-N-T-E-L-L-E-R-E-S-C-O. Um, even uh, um, there's this uh, podcast called Journey to Truth, and one of the super soldiers was interviewed and, and highly recommended him because of the nano ejection that he can do with these DIY, do-it-yourself, homemade stuff. Um, so Biomedic 8 on uh, BitChute highlighted this specific quote from this um, SSP soldier. Um, even if she wasn't, like, hey, it's like somebody uses stuff and it worked. Great. So... Bouncing off what you're talking about, the CPAP issue thing. Um, I've also covered this on the Shungite show, I don't know how many months or years ago, but what it is is that because of the tech radiation, you know, the function stacking of the great poisoning all around us, the light, artificial light issue, um, people are, ob- I mean, you know, like we're talking about people are not outside enough, they're not grounding, they're not in nature enough. I'm guilty of this too. Uh, and so what happens is the the tissues and organs enlarge because you're around artificial light, which causes, you know, the prominent ones, diabetes, cancer, obesity. Um, <clears throat> and so 
that that you know that's why people need these these machines. So as soon as you go to the beach more outside grounding, get in nature, then you know things will start to reverse. This is from Dr. Jack Cruz, of course, the biohacking mitochondria hacking um, uh, movement. Um, let me see. Oh yeah, you were talking about um, uh, being connected, right? And and so I was thinking of Rupert Sheldrake. He has a thing called uh, the Science Delusion, a talk he did that was banned from from TED Talk, and it's the tenth anniversary of it coming up on the fourteenth. If you go to his uh, Facebook page, he has a, um, a a talk of of updating that whole thing and what's changed over the last ten years. So that'll be cool to check out. But and again, but, what's his name? Rupert Sheldrake. He's best well known for um, coining the term morphic resonance, morphic field resonance. And that's more or less the Internet of Thoughts. Now, if you listen to Dr. Robert R. Young on his recent interviews, what, one of the podcasters was asking him, why is it when I think of something, I see it on social media almost instantly? So what that is, is you have the graphene oxide in your blood that the system is, is pinging off of. So I've experienced this too. Now, now the GO is obviously all over the place, right? So we constantly need to be redoxing. Um, Shungite's a good start, foundation, but you got to do more than that. Um, one of the cheapest, easiest is, of course, chlorine dioxide. Uh, <clears throat> but, okay, going to my notes. Um, beast system. Um, already talked about 6G. Oh, and that fear is the currency of control. So that's a good way of balancing of it's a good motivator to move you know to to have what Catherine Fitz calls actionable intelligence and I mean we already kind of covered the basics but uh I mean to me even donating the, to the people who are deeper into the fight right so for me in the west coast Renette Sinem I'm going to see what I can do to help her she's going to go after um the people who are doing this uh uh, weather warfare stuff, and so apparently there's an island near uh, Ventura County where the geoengineering planes come from every morning. <laughs> That's what she said for, with her Peggy Hall interview from from yesterday. Hopefully it's still on YouTube. Um, so check that out. And there's a California geoengineering telegram group she was promoting. So yeah, there's no shortage of what you can do, and, it, and it's also simple, and just being consistent about it. And I agree that in, in, in Amon's talk that we do need numbers, but it's the quality over quantity thing. And to keep in mind, like the uh, American Revolution was, what, 3% only? And how much more do we have now? And, you know, can't wait for the military or the plan to, quote, unquote, save us. We have to do our part locally, right? Um, Nancy, they you were going to say they something? Can't, they can't save us unless we... we uh, open the door for them our thoughts you know like we we need to we have to save ourselves but you have to have a mechanism for being saved so you know think about the people that like what mark just listed a half a dozen of them that are out there making the fight you know pray for them think positive put some money towards them if you if you just support the people that are out there, you're doing your part. You can always do more, but at least do that. 
and acknowledge them within your own heart and soul as being warriors of the light. Um, and then, you know, it'll manifest in whatever way it does. Hopefully it's not martial law, but it might be. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to lose, but I think that in order to make it as, la as less bad as it could be, you got to get engaged in your thoughts. It's a thought warfare. That's all. Thought warfare. I wanted to recommend something from it, this Rumble channel called Real News Live. And to check out the clip from last week, Friday, it's called Friday Night Fun Time. So one of the people I follow regularly is Candace Whitelight. She claims to be on the Q team, whether she is or not. She has a lot of knowledge. And there was a really good back and forth with Mike Barra, who, of course, wrote Dark Mission with Richard Hoagland. And they do this every Friday of, like, what's the intel update, what's going on behind the scenes with Brooke Agnews and, and, and her. So Mike's frustration was, why isn't the military doing something? Why aren't we having leaders? Why isn't stuff going on like we've been waiting for so long? And Candace was like, you got to work at the local level. So things got really heated up between back and forth. And we know from people like Derek Johnson, uh, Ricardo Bossi, Michael Jaco, like, yeah, stuff's behind the scenes, but we have to do our part. It, and Alex Collier did a really good one last, last week where, yeah, we're in a movie, but you, you're a participant in this whole thing. So start taking action. If you want stuff done, then do it. And I'm doing my part. Like, I, I'm working with your crew with the uh, and Yasmin with, with um, the Shungai Cloudbuster. And, you know, every time I work in SF, I, I have Walt's resonator with me. So I'm helping clean that up on the sixth generation warfare level. Um, yeah, again, go with your gut of, of what can be done and um, get back to us and tell, tell us how it went. Okay, I, I can't believe it, but we're already at the end of the hour here we have. Um, yeah, people, we're in this together. We're going to be fine. Um, just do what you can, but keep your thoughts. The thoughts are your weapon right now. Your thoughts are your weapon. If you see something wrong, say, I've got no contract for that. Even if you just say, i got no contract for that, um, you're going to make a difference. So do you want to say uh, uh, adios to the listeners? Yeah, thanks, everybody. Um, please support the, the podcast. Donate to Derek uh, Mystical Wares. If not, buy something. You can always give somebody. Um, yeah, Nancy, isn't there a new cosmic reality podcast, like a Switch or something? No. Okay, well, I guess we'll talk about that later. With, with I had to download from another one, at least in the Apple podcast thing. So thanks, everybody. Oh, oh, oh I know what you're talking about. Yes, we switched podcasts. Uh, deliverers in other words where we put the podcasts up for reasons i'm not going to get into but we've got a new one so when you go to a, a your podcast station you're familiar with you may see that there's two cosmic realities it's because the old ones are still up there and the new ones are on this new station so if you're it's the most recent ones and that one is gonna i don't know when those others will fade out or if they do so, yeah, there's two up there. Don't be confused. It's the same thing. It was a change that we had to make. And I'm going to say, was that clear enough? Did that clarify it? Yes, thank yes. you. Okay. And uh, thank you all for being here. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be blessed. You have been listening to Radio 5G 
production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.